hi, everybody. I am Peter Travers, and this is Popcorn, where I tell you what's happening at the movies. And there's a great movie out there, now that it's the holidays, called Soul. And it stars my friend here, Jamie Foxx, who plays a guy who definitely has soul, but has to fight to recognize it in some way. And it's a also history-making, Jamie, in that you're the first Black actor who's fronting a Pixar animated movie. Do you yeah. feel the responsibility, the pressure on you for that? It's definitely. I got the whole Black race on you got my back. Yeah. And I'm carrying them, baby. <laughs> you know what? But it's, it's great. You know, it's great to have things like this, man. It's great. I mean, you think about what we've gone through this past year. You know, uh, humanity needs a shot in the arm of, of soul and goodness and happiness and smiles and a reminder that we live in a place, especially in America, that is, is uh, you know, full of freedoms that in other places of the world we just don't have. And so, you know, to be able to have something like this and to be able to be an African-American black man who's you know, Don in the, the first Pixar film, we welcome it. I mean, when I first got to L.A. Uh, in Living Color, you know, I didn't even know, I didn't even know that black people couldn't run their own thing. It wasn't because when we was on Living Color, we didn't even question it. You know what I'm saying? We were just doing it. We was the hottest, you know, hottest show out there, and we were blazing these trails with the winds and everything like that. And then from going on from there to the Jamie Foxx show, which is, you know, definitely... Um, you know, created by a black man, myself and Bentley Kyle Evans. And so it's just a natural progression. So this is, it's wonderful that Pixar is doing this. And I accept that uh, 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 honor. And it's an honor, yeah. But it is. You don't want to screw up, do you? No, you, do, you, you can't. Because I got to be able to go back to the hood. You got to. And you got your one chance and you blew it, Jamie. <laughs> With your kids, were they kind of thrilled that you were in a Pixar movie? Are you kidding me? Both of my daughters says, Dad, you finally made it. Especially my youngest. is like, Dad, you find, you really, they really like you. You're in a Pixar film? Because, you know, my youngest daughter, she didn't get a chance to witness all of the things that I had done 25, 30 years ago. So for her, this is a big, big, big thing. And so uh, it was fun to be able to take them up to Pixar, you know, and be able to uh, to uh, 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 see the place and, you know, feel the spirit of this incredible uh, company and these great minds and Pete Doctor and Kemp and those guys. So it's been great. Yeah, well, when, you, when you're doing that, though, everybody thinks, what a great thing. It probably takes a couple of hours for me to do the voice of this character. And it takes forever, doesn't it? Oh, man. You know what? It, it's tougher than anything else because, you know, I've always relied on my physicality or my facial expression. I was doing facial expressions the first day. They were like, uh, cut. Uh, Jamie, uh, we're not going to see you. Uh, we need the voice. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, okay. I'm, uh, but they did record some of it, you know, maybe, um, you know, the spirit of my, my, my movement, you know, was in the character. But it was really a tough task. It wasn't something that they, you just go in and dial it in because it's Pixar. So it's elevated. It's not like, um, you know, there's a brand, there's, 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 a, there's a level, there's a bar set. So uh, it was hard work. This character that you're playing, I should be asking you about that. Joe, who is he? It's just a guy, jazz musician, a throwback still has uh, um, uh, hopes that, that his musical dreams will come true. So, you know, he's like everybody. He's like everybody. We all feel sometimes that, 
you know, everything that we want out of life is just around that corner, and that's what we're doing. We're trying to get around that corner, but sometimes that the corner seems exhaustingly long, and so that's what Joe is, you know, this this school teacher who's teaching kids jazz in New York and waiting on that big break, and it's finally his big break comes, and a whole lot of stuff happens after that, you know? Yeah, well, a lot of stuff happens, but, you know, on his way, to doing this he falls through a manhole like we all do that metaphorically in some way <clears throat> there's there's always that moment in life where we think everything is going okay and something we hit some brick wall in our lives where our dream isn't as close as we once thought it was did you hit any brick walls fall through any manholes i think that's what makes life what it is nothing is easy i tell my kids all the time that anything that you're ever gonna accomplish, you're gonna go through so much just to get it done. Because it's the old cliche of no pain, no gain. This is our artistic pain or whatever it is that you go through in order for you to be successful, you're gonna go through that and there's no way around it. So in the metaphorical sense, Joe Gardner going through that manhole is what he needed to go through in order to really figure out his life. Going through that manhole opened him up to something that he didn't even know existed. You know, and then once he finds out what his purpose is and he finds out that, you know, he's he's going to be a person who's going to be instrumental in, in someone finding their soul, finding their way, it it it, uh, uh, it it elevates his teaching. You know, he goes from teaching in a, in a school <coughs> to teaching on the highest level of, of existence. So uh, we all have our manholes that we have to climb out of, but when we do climb out of it, the air is so much fresh up there. Yeah, and there are a lot of choices you make, you know, and some of the choices aren't the ones that we want to make, you know. You yeah. seem like you you made the right choices in your life, but this is what brings me to an essential question about this movie. Yeah. What is soul? What is it? What is it? Soul is something that we all talk about. We say, wow, uh, what, what profits a man to gain the whole world and lose his Right. Soul. We consistently talk about I know I got soul. We put it in our music. Uh, uh, our soul mate. We talk about it all the time. But now, uh, Pete Doctor, Kemp, these guys put it in a Pixar film and say, let's go track this down. Let's go, let's go find out where this soul may uh, exist. Because uh, when you think about soul, it does sort of live separately. Uh, from what you think the heavenly experience or whatever that is or whatever your background, whatever your, your religious background is, soul has its own thing, you know. This is a, a, an exploration of, of that in a very comical, very funny uh, uh, way, almost like it's a, it's almost like a, if there was a factory of souls, you know, this is where they would exist. And I love that idea of it, you know, the, uh, you know, making it tangible. When you hear the word soul, I think of music right yep. away. I also think of the black experience of it. Yeah. You know, really. Soul. That's it. And there's soul food. And yeah, there's soul food. Come on. Come and get your soul food. <laughs> All right. Good old fashioned soul food. Yeah, man. So we hear that. And yet, is there something immortal about it? Something of course it is. Of course it is. Of course it is. Of course it is. I say this all the time. Uh, if there wasn't anything immortal, 
we never would have talked about it because everything that we talk about comes from us instinctively. When mm -hmm. you are hungry, even before, if you believe in whatever you believe in, pre-man, they were hungry, they needed food instinctively. Mm -hmm. uh, instinctively, they would clothe themselves instinctively. And instinctively, we believe that there is something greater than us. Now, who has the dibs on whose interpretation is the best? That is left, that is left up to man and the sword, uh, if, if you understand what I mean by that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we know that there is something out there because if it wasn't out there, you wouldn't feel it right there. You wouldn't have that little voice that speaks in your head all the time, every day. Where is it? Who's controlling that little voice? I think we find out who that person is, we, we'll learn a lot. We connect to it. You know, I, I, I bring this up because it was heartbreaking experience for you to lose your sister recently. And you used the word in talking about her that was, you said she was transitioning. I don't use that, that other word. Yeah. I want to know that she transitioned. I want to know that she's somewhere shining her light like she shined her light down here on us for 36 years. And uh, she went from being DeAndre Dixon, who came from Terrell, Texas, to coming to live with her brother and turned into Hollywood boo. And she set the Hollywood on fire. We would have parties at my house and she would just hold court and dance. And she became the spokesperson person, the ambassador for, for Down syndrome because she had Down syndrome but never let it limit her. So uh, you cannot believe the amount of pain that we went through. But right next to that was so much joy and so many stories and so many videos of us watching, you know, watching her uh, give us light. So I don't, I believe she just transitioned. I just believe she's just somewhere else right now doing her dance routine and showing somebody else that, that, that she's got it and she's got soul. When did you, growing up, get the feeling there was such a thing as someone being soulful? Early, early. I, listen, I've lived so many lives, my past lives. I've lived every zodiac sign. I've been male, female, I've done it all. I'm actually at the last of my, my evolution. You know, this, as a Sagittarius, this is the last time I'll come back as a human. Uh, when I come back next time, I'll be like a pillow or a button or something inanimate. I just, you know, I'd be able to- Maybe a cat. Yeah, huh? <laughs> yeah. No, so, so I, but I've always been connected. I mean, even young, I mean, the, the, playing the piano, you know, that's something interesting about the intangible of writing music and things. So I was always, I was always trying to find out what's behind that curtain, Mr. Oz. What is going on? Why do I feel these feelings? Why do I look in the sky at the age of 12, 13 and say, okay, show it to me. I want to know. So I was always the one who wanted to know uh, what, uh, how are we here? How, uh, where does jealousy come from? Where does love come from? Where does anger come from? Why do we feel the way we feel about each, about each other? So I've always, uh, always thought that there's something else. But you were also the guy who would jokes. Way back during uh, 1976, it was Jimmy Carter. I would watch, I would watch uh, uh, The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Did you know huh, that uh, earlier today, it was so hot. So I would watch Johnny Carson, and I would take jokes from the comedians on, on Carson and just redo them in my school. Were you always hearing other people's voices? Could you always do those impressions? Because you could take a sunrise, cover it, the candy man can.
I think that there must be a lot of voices in your head. Yeah. Somebody like you that are doing this. You're living with a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's the thing. Every character lives in my head and it's literally like a closet. And I open it and I'll grab it and I say, okay, here's Ray. Hey, you know what? Hey, I, I, I'm going to make you do what it do, man. Oh, put that up. Or, or here's Bundini. Muhammad Ali is a prophet. How are you going to be Godson? Truth to come out the garage and be number two. You know what I'm saying? Or it's Bill Cosby. Or it's Eddie Murphy. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's always uh, these voices and these characters that are lining up and hopefully... You know, I'll have a closet full by the time, you know, I transition. But it's like, uh, yeah, that is, you're, that you're absolutely right. There are a lot of voices and a lot of, um, a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you're entertaining people and yourself, you know. Yeah. But it's helping you get through those little manholes that life throws at you. Of course. And, yeah. and like, like I said, you know, if you think of a comedian, which I, I'm sort of like, I consider myself a hybrid comedian, but the musical, like sort of like, uh, and most of all your comedians were very, very musical. Billy Crystal, uh, Steve Martin, all of these guys, Steve Allen. Uh, you know, I used to watch Steve Allen when he would, you know, play the piano and do jokes from the piano or Victor Borga, you know, all these guys that I sort of grew up sort of, you know, stealing from a little bit. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting mindset. Do the people that you impersonate uh, sometimes come up to you and say you could do it better, or do they compliment you on about it? Uh, when we were doing *A Living Color*, it wasn't necessarily. I mean, they were they were honored. You know, sometimes people get a little, you know, weird, but. Uh, was anytime I anytime I would uh, portray somebody, I always did it and made it fly. You know, if it was Mike Tyson, how we boxed the champ. You know, I did the flyest version of that. You know, uh, even when I did Mike Tyson, the first time I was with Mike Tyson back in the day, he was actually in the audience. You know what I'm saying? So it was like um, when you get a chance to do that. And I remember doing uh, the Dave Chappelle in front of Dave Chappelle. We're at Eddie Murphy's house. It says, "Damn, Jamie, what kind of shoes you got on?" That's Dave Chappelle. So I'm doing Dave Chappelle in front of him. He says, damn, Jamie, that's crazy. You're then impersonation, I mean. That's wild, man. So it's like, you know, uh, you, you work on these, these, these voices uh, so that in hopes that you get it so great that when the person sees it, they go like, oh, man, I'm honored, as opposed to offended. Yeah, you feel that. That's humor. That's one way to do it. Then you're a kid and you start by playing piano. You know? Yeah. This is something. What is that doing for you? How is that basically feeding into your soul? But piano feeds into my soul in a way to where when I get on a piano, I can go someplace that no one else can. No one can play my notes like I play my notes and when I'm creating music. And I've also passed that down to my youngest daughter who, you know, she loves to play. You know, and I'm glad. At first she hated the piano. I would say, play the piano. And now you cannot be at my house and not hear a moment. There's no quiet moment. She's always playing. Mm -hmm. And she and what's great about her is she wants more. Feed me, feed me, feed me. So with me and uh, uh, being able to play, um, I, can, I can just sit down, man, and, and go somewhere in my mind. And nobody can bother me. Nobody can, you know, uh, nobody can shake me when I'm on the piano. And what's great about it is that playing music is, in, is universal. I've been in... Germany playing the piano. I've been in Japan. I've been Australia. I've been south of France. 
and that music touches and uplifts people no matter where you are without knowing, you know, you don't have to know the language. You just have to know the language of music and love. Well, that's a good way, a segue out and saying goodbye to you. But because your movie's coming out for Christmas, why not give us a little bit of Christmas? It doesn't have to be Christmas. Oh, roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost snipping at your nose. Yuletide carols being sung by choir. And folks dressed up like Eskimos. See, I'm feeling it already. You know Jamie, every time I talk to you, it's good for the soul. Great. So oh, I love that. Great luck with this movie, and thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so much. <laughs>